happy Friday, everybody. We're going to kick this one off right. Anniversary time, bring it back. An old guest, an old friend. He was on the show almost exactly a year ago today on Valentine's Day 2020, right before this shit hit the fan. But we had a great time before I bring him on the message of the week. This is a continuation of what I said last week. Last week, I said social media is the jujitsu of marketing. We're going to take that one step further this week. I'd love to get the feedback on this idea from a man here that digital outreach is the jujitsu of marketing. With that, welcoming back to the show, my friend, training partner, neighbor, CEO, all kinds of crazy stuff, Craig Selinger. Thank you. I'm really excited to be back. And uh, yeah, last time we had so much fun. It was Valentine's Day. Um, We did have a Valentine's uh, sharing text uh, this year (laughs) on Sunday, Um, but I'm happy to be back. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that quote? Being that you, last week I explained a little bit more about jujitsu because the guy that was on, he actually was uh, Stephen uh, trained Hapkido, which has, they do a good amount of jujitsu, but you having like a solid foundation in jujitsu and understanding like the value system in jujitsu and, and how it works. What do you think about that, that quote? Yeah, absolutely. I think with jujitsu, just to give a little background. So uh, Jeremiah and I trained at the same dojo before the pandemic. Um, and, uh, but yeah, and as you know, Jeremiah is really into jujitsu and, and it's a big mm. piece of his life. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, in terms of, let's say, digital marketing or the digital space, um, or let's say even if you're a business and you want to learn foundations and you want to learn more advanced techniques later on, uh, I honestly, you know, I think for most businesses, it's really important to understand the foundationals, kind of build up on those for more advanced techniques, which is when you start jujitsu, you got to learn the basics. Um, and there's a lot of information out there. I think it's extremely overwhelming. Um, I think someone like myself, I've been doing, I've been in the digital space for 15 years. So um, I am really excited to bring all this abstract information and to have people think about the foundations. The one thing that's a little different than I think uh, jujitsu than with the digital space is that some, some of the foundations are always the same. Some change a bit based on uh, Google because Google has an algorithm and it's kind of a pain in the ass. So sometimes you have to shift the foundations. It's a very, it's very dynamic. But wholeheartedly, um, I think anyone out there who wants to increase the revenue um, from almost all businesses at this point, um, I think there are opportunities out there um, in the digital world just to learn these basic foundational skills. Um, there is a correlation to that, though, in particularly these days in jujitsu, because you have, you know, like self-defense jujitsu, you've got jujitsu for competition in the gi, you've got jujitsu for the competition in no gi, you've got jujitsu for MMA, and each of them have this like float where there are things you would do in one foundationally that you would not do in the other, you would find yourself uh, in, a, in a bad place <laughs> yeah no and you just answered the question yeah and it's and i think it's understanding the context which is really actually you know like it's funny now that we're processing this in the digital world out there it's very context specific um and there are times where you have to do jujitsu with your competition um and a lot of people that makes them actually very uncomfortable um and 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 no and it's and it's funny yeah (laughs) um now we're talking (laughs) yeah no it's and it's funny it there's a lot of i think with the digital space it can bring up a lot of um emotions that people just they run away from and and i and i think it's the opposite i think you with guidance and structure it's you can lean into it and 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 learn a lot and and that comes up Often, I mean, we've heard it in jujitsu all the time, but I hear a lot more business personalities saying, get comfortable being uncomfortable, force yourself into that region where you're like, I was in a clubhouse room the other day. And, you know, it's funny, I feel like such a novice when it comes to social media, but, you know, there are people that are like, I know, but like, (laughs) that's just how I feel when I look at like, but I'm always looking 
at the top. I'm always mm-hmm. like, that's where I want to be. So this is where I'm at right now. So on the on the the whole panorama, I'd say, you know, I'm down on near the, the bottom feeders. But it's interesting to hear people. I was in a room yesterday and they they were like, I just don't know how to get started. Yep. I'm I'm, I'm like nervous to get uh to go on camera and just talk. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, no, I have no problem with that. In fact, I, I can't wait to do it, you know? Yeah, I, I'll give you a quick, yeah, and I'll give you a very example. Like when I started doing martial arts training, um, I had no experience with martial arts whatsoever. Um, and many years ago, uh, Professor Carroll was outside the dojo, literally pulled me in and he's like, come train. Like literally he pulled me in. But fortunately, he did that. If he didn't do that, I probably would have never entered the 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 you know the world of jujitsu. And and unfortunately, a lot of people need that. They literally need they they is that fear factor. But they have to be pulled in. And if they're coached and they're nurtured and they start learning the basics, then they're fine. It's that it's that yeah. initial it's that initial transition is the hardest. Well, he's got good grips too. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I was I was. You were like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, okay, I'm just going to go with it. Um, the, yeah. uh, the other aspect about that, that kind of fascinates me with um, the correlations between jujitsu and, and digital marketing is, you know, jujitsu always teaches you to, you know, about leverage and, and you hear that in business all the time. And it was funny because I understood it in jujitsu. And I remember asking Professor Laurel one day, because she, she and I would have all these talks about business. And I was like, what do they mean in business, you know, like leverage? And she was like, it's no different. It's like, yep. if you want to pull the arm and you've got your fulcrum here and you're pulling like in the middle of the arm, it's much less effective than if you slide down to the end and you're pulling the lever there. So in business, it's like really finding that end extreme where you're pulling and you're extracting like a, uh, I think of a wine press, you know, something like that, or orange juice, you know, you don't want to be up here. It's going to take a lot more effort. You want to, you want to be effortless, especially if you want to in some way scale your business and have some freedom where, you know, the, the, the book, the e-myth where he's talking about, he's distinguishing between working at your business or working for your business. So when you're like high up on the lever, you're kind of working at your business. It's like a lot of work, you know, and, and it's hard it, for you to break away. It, it's it's a great, no, it's a great analogy. And and for those that don't know about jujitsu, I'm 5'8". I'm not a strong guy. I'm not like, I mean, I'm athletic. I'm not super athletic. But if you start learning certain foundational stuff, you can have leverage against people that um, may be at the same level or below you that are huge. So like one quick example, I'll remember this for the rest of my life. <laughs> Tim, who's a, who's a monster at the Woo! dojo, early on um, when we were, uh, he it was just, it was Tim and myself and we were standing, starting from a standing position. I was, it was the beginning. So I was like, I was so, so nervous. And he just starts char- like, you know, kind of charging at me. And I'm like, ah, so fortunately I resorted to a foundational chokehold and I caught him and he actually tapped down. Pro- professor caught it. So that was like a highlight of my career. Um, but again, this, this is, again, I, I start, I just instinctually, I, I remembered a foundational move and I use it to leverage and, and he, and he tapped out. Now, the nice thing about the remote space is that you can be going against multi-million dollar companies and you could actually leverage yourself with very little funding and mm-hmm. you can create a niche where you can actually outdo your competition in a specific context. And that's what's mind-blowing about digital stuff. It, 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 you can really, um, if you know some of the foundations, it doesn't mean you can take over necessarily a company, but you can find a right. space, a space that you can maneuver in and you can outdo the competition. And that, that came up last week too. That was the idea is leveraging you know, we were talking specifically about social media because the gentleman that was on, you know, that was his his bread and butter. He really, uh, his areas of expertise was in content creation. Um, and that was that was the, I, the, the martial arts connection that we made with the leverage is that you can, you know, again, like you said, you're not going to take them over. No. You, you can elbow some space yeah, in there. A- absolutely. Like, I'm no, still here. <laughs> I, think, I don't think people realize that. I, I think when they do look at the competition, they think it's an all or none. It's not right. an all or none fight at all. That's the worst. If you're going to go 
all or none, you're going to lose. What do they call that? Some zero game? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you cannot do it in the digital. And, and that's yeah. not the approach. And it's yes. not the approach yep. in, yep. you know, in, in martial arts, they often say your biggest competition is yourself. Yes. And I think that's true also when it comes to digital outreach. And just like the, the room we were having the discussion in yesterday, that was the thing. People were like, they had to, they had to push themselves beyond that comfortable spot to where they they could actually have a breakthrough you know yeah and, and find, find that space sometimes you just have you just have to learn one one good move and stick with it repeat it repeat yeah. it rinse and wash and and master it and and then you can be kind of a master in your domain with that one move you can then you know leverage it by really maximizing that move you can then move on to the next move right and start learning that master it and then boom you have two moves and it's it's the same thing digitally you you, that's that's the best approach honestly like jujitsu yeah and even i olympic judo players you know those guys excel at like three or four things max oh max you know yeah like that they like they have three or four things this is what i've read i don't know you know not not olympic judoku but um, that's what I've heard many times is that they excel at less than a handful of really, really um, efficient moves that they mm-hmm. can nail based on their body type and their experience and their practice. And there's, you know, there's like hundreds of throws and they may like no little bits and pieces, but they have those three or four mm-hmm. that it's just like they that's how they got to where they are, not by knowing like all 67 or however many there are, you know, official throws and the not official throws. So that's a good point that you bring up. Like find your focus, find your, yeah. need, like hammer it. And I don't think that's what people don't realize. There's a structure in a sense to it. People don't see the structure. They just, you know, it's again, like I remember when you're doing jujitsu for the first time, you're like, what the fuck's going on? There's, you know, and you're just like, Whoa, you're overwhelmed. Funny. I still feel that yeah. way. <laughs> I, I find that hard to believe, but, um, but yeah, but that's the same thing. It's, it's learning how, and, 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 and when you train in jujitsu, it's at, at some point, what you start to, it's like a language. And at some point you start recognizing, like you have a term, Oh, that's that move. And that's that move. And same thing digitally, you have to, there's, there's so much information out there that you have to uh, start understanding some of the basics and learning it and then identify, you know, and then refining it. And, that, and that's the hardest part. It's the hardest part. Yeah. And, and right, just getting started. Like they say yeah. early in jujitsu, like just keep showing up and it's, yep. the same, it's the same with digital. It, I like that point that you made too, because they always say like jujitsu is endless. You'll never get to the yes. end of it. And digital yes. for sure, because at least like digital is just at the beginning. And yes. like, the, it's just starting to accumulate steam. So yep. who knows where it's going to go? Exactly. The advancements in jujitsu have not been as rapid lately, but still like the, the wealth of information that's out there, you couldn't, you couldn't achieve it all in one lifetime. No. And it's, again, it's, it's like, uh, you know, even if you're a black belt, it's not like you're done learning. Yeah. Like I, I figured it all out. I'm done. It's, it's it, also people that don't realize, but the martial arts, that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, Professor but, Laurel said when she got yeah. hers, she said it was the beginning of learning. Interesting. That's a great quote. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to take a, with that great quote, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, everybody. So hang tight, listen in for some more digital fodder. We'll be back in just a sec. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio 
NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Yes, yes, everybody. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, here with digital CEO, marketer, SEO specialist, and jiu-jitsu practitioner, Craig Selinger. We didn't just tell everybody really quick about your companies, like the fast version, what you what your like your day job is. Yeah, so I have two companies. One is primarily a speech language therapy company where uh, families reach out to us. We connect them with a uh, speech language therapist that can come to their home or do remote work. I also have a tutoring company for all ages uh, where students of various uh, learning profiles, they come to us. We hook them up with a learning specialist tutor. Um, We also do um, some work with adults as well. Um, And same thing, do we do virtual or we do in-home? But over the last year, it's been like largely virtual. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been virtual. Yeah. And behind the scenes, um, what I what I do is I basically try to make sure that my businesses are running smoothly, um, looking for opportunities for growth. Um, and definitely uh, a lot of a lot of the business we get is th- is through the digital uh, realms where we, we bring clients in. Um, and then we try to do our magic. And previously you were doing a blend, it was kind of blended, right? You would do some in-home visits, but also virtual. It was actually mostly in-home. So yeah, the pandemic, we we had to really change our business model from primarily in-home to primarily remote. Um, And we also had to, um, even though I didn't have brick and never had brick and mortar, even due to the pandemic, I, I, we had to make lots of changes Um, and it doesn't matter, right? You you had to pivot and shift and, and, and we did. Nice. And in the last segment, you mentioned kind of like you were talking about even against competition, you use like strategy and foundations and you kind of like weasel your way into a space. And I remember the first uh, kind of focus group that we did here at the restaurant. I'm sitting in the exact space, actually, oh, nice. that, that we that were, were in that night. You, you brought up the idea of SEO and the whole, the whole table kind of stopped. They were like, <laughs> And and it was beautiful the way you described how you utilized it, where you looked at your competition, the other speech therapy, you know, businesses, you understood what they were doing. And you weren't like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it better or whatever. You were like, where, what are they not doing? Where's a space Mm -hmm. I can, I can triangle in where they're, they're not doing and just carve out my niche and and be you know kind of satisfied with that and everybody was kind of like oh, they should be doing that too <laughs> so yeah. expound upon that please because yeah. that was such a great conversation and we, it was so short that night but like we have now it's just you and me baby that's right <laughs> yeah so just 
so just to give people some background, so in terms of my uh, my two businesses, in terms of the competition, the, the speech language therapy, um, it, it's less competitive from a corporate standpoint. Uh, tutoring companies, I'm going against multi, multi-million dollar tutoring companies. So I'm I'm, I'm like, you know, a tiny little spec and then I'm, I'm going against Goliath and lots of Goliaths uh, versus speech therapists. I'm going more against the local competition. So there, there's two differences. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of just so people understand SEO, which stands for search engine optimization. Um, so there's, there's the standard def- definition, but what, how I'm going to define it for the audience is that for those that want to find more customers online and let's say they don't want to rely on ads. Bringing customers without spending extra, I mean, extra money. It doesn't include anything you do with your infrastructure for your website. So, if you have a web designer and you're, you, you know, writing content, whatever, that those are low costs in general. But um, if you want to avoid Google Ads or any other ads, there's basically organic SEO where someone types in a, you know, keyword keywords, whether it's a plumber near me. And then and Google, you see that on the first page, you see the paid ads. And then there's a local pack, which you see usually it's the top three competition locally. And then you'll find um, listings under that. It could be anything related to, to plumbing. So in order to appear, ideally, um, statistically, most people don't go 70% stay on page one. They don't go to page two. Um, but if you want to be found on page one or say page two, um, your website has to be optimized for what's called local search engine optimization. And what that means is that you have a website, it sends signals to Google, and Google looks at all the competition, and and based on the keywords, they pick the, the, the local competition, which has the strongest signals. And those signals that are being sent to Google, you actually have full control of those signals. Now we don't know, no one knows the exact logarithm of how to nail down the best overall signals to the T, but we do know in general what those, what you need to do to change on your website, to broadcast strong signals, stronger than the competition so that you'll appear on page one. And then the other piece, so that's one you get, it's basically, and that's worth money. So there's yeah. actually um, Google will actually look at keywords um, and give you a value of how much they are. So by having control of that space, by ideally appearing on page one, you're basically getting free traffic, which has a lot of value. Um, and then if you're doing really well against the competition with with the uh, the local pack, you're now boom on the top three for whatever local keywords. And that that local pack being on the top three is better than a Google ad because it, it's organic. It doesn't, it's not labeled Google ad. And statistically, people are going to look at, if you have good reviews and you're in that local pack, people are going to click on that. So now you're getting a lot of free traffic. So in order to send those strong signals, bring people for free organically to your website. That is that is huge. Now there's other layers from there, but that's one. How do you get people's attention and how do you get them to, it's a sales funnel. How do you get them to come to you? And, and, the, and again, it's by understanding those techniques with local, mostly local SEO. When I say local, again, uh, what that means is that compared to local competition, not at a national level. So if I'm a plumber, and let's say, you know, you're looking for a plumber in Brooklyn, that's local SEO. If you're looking to go to, um, if you have a plumbing school at the national level and you're going against national competition and they can do an online course to be a plumber, that's more national. But when you're going against people that are competitively locally, that's local SEO. So for me, I think it's amazing that you can find uh, a space with certain keywords against multi-million dollar companies and you can get with the right maneuvers, you can get on page one and you can get on the local pack and below that and get high value free traffic onto your website. Amazing. And then we talked about it briefly on the last show. I was, I even have a tab open uh, on my computer right now dealing with SEM as well, yep. which the way, which is search engine, search engine marketing. So the way I've kind of, understood it is SEM is good at first. Like if you're just starting your company, just starting your brand, just starting your website, maybe like a six week, 
a six month paid run of SEM just to grease the wheels. But then you can retract that and then focus hardcore on your SEO. It will, it's more value driven. It's free. You know, you just have to be strategic. Like you said, you might have to, there might be some mild investment on your website. Uh, but I've heard that's a really good approach to, to really getting the ball rolling, uh, getting yes. that traffic to your website. When you work on local SEO, it's not, it does not happen overnight. It's like jujitsu. Yeah. Like yeah. even if you're doing a basic move, it, it can nice. take a few months to see results. So yeah. you can't, you cannot rely. There's no quick fix. Yeah. I like that. I like that analogy. I mean, versus like, how does it work? Say you're, and we'll, we'll get into this uh, in the next segment. You are launching a, a social media uh like a content production company. So you're purely digital mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you will be going against national competition because there's a lot of it out there. How, if it's less locally driven, what is the SEO approach look like versus like you were talking about getting into that local bundle. So like, you know, Sam, I guess it's still kind of local, but I'm here in Brooklyn. I start this content, you know, service company, and I'm going against companies, even internationally, Canada, you know, other parts of the world, my customers might not necessarily be here. How does the SEO approach look different for that, where you're like purely digital and not local at all? So the, the nice thing about the, the framework is it, it it's actually very similar no matter what industry you're in. So I'll yeah. break it down a little bit. So uh, one is audience. Now, what people don't realize um, I think this gets confused a lot from a digital perspective. You're really appealing to two different audiences. Sometimes it's the same audience. There's audience one is where you want traffic to your website, which helps with search engine optimization. Google records every visitor lands on your site, where they're from, has data on it, and how long they spend on your website. So the more high quality visitors that come, they engage with your website. Google's like, you're, you're offering something that has nice, a nice free value to those customers. And you actually have an authoritative rating scale. And the idea is that the more quality traffic you bring in and the more they engage, you, you increase your authoritative ranking, which will help in the long run getting, fa- it's one of, the, one of the factors for being found on, uh, on, on, on like say, page one, page two. So that's one. So you want to nurture your off your audience by bringing in high quality content that they can learn and engage with. And even if you're not selling to them, that is fine. um, Because that will ultimately help you with search engine optimization. Then there could be a separate audience is your target audience that who are you selling to? And what are you selling? So you have to think about those audience. Sometimes there's an overlap, you know, sometimes they're not. Maybe you get really lucky in your industry and that, you know, which is I, I, overall is probably really hard to find that one audience. So you're looking at different, once you define your audiences, you then come up with the SEO strategies based on your, on your audiences. Nice. Awesome. Awesome answer. We are going to take another break. And when we come back, I want to talk about some of the new things that Craig is interested in and, uh, Here's some more fascinating stuff from him. So you all, please return so you get this wonderful information from Craig. We'll be right back. Hang tight. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Right, folks, bringing Craig Selinger back to the stage. We're here talking about digital marketing, digital outreach. He's the CEO. He's got a lot of experience with SEO, but lately he's been talking to me a lot about something different. You want to talk about that a little bit, Craig? What was that? Oh. <laughs> not that? Not that? Not that night we went out for drinks and got kind of no, not not that one. <laughs> no, like what you were, you know, you come by the restaurant a couple of times and talked about getting some people. Yes, together. and you're yeah. offering. Yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of a hot topic, yeah. and we yeah. talked about it, you know, a couple of times. I've I've heard a lot of people uh, mentioning something similar, but again, it seems like maybe we're we're not at like at at you know ground zero we've mm-hmm. actually just because of our experience and the you know the cool people that we are we're a little farther along <laughs> so yeah let's get into it let's break it down yeah so i was so we both live near prospect park in brooklyn and i was i was going for a run and then like i had this idea i'm like i'm gonna run over to Della um to tell jeremiah this so i i <laughs> run over fortunately jeremiah was was available he popped out of Della. we were talking and um, and Jeremiah knows more about the space than I do. And I'm just like, you know, like people that do just brick and mortar and they're not really relying on their website to bring in traffic. They're not really relying on their website to bring in income. Um, I'm like, man, due to the pandemic, I'm like, I hope I hope people are starting to be forced to think a bit differently where they can think more digitally minded and and I said it would be great to have like a you know a group of local businesses that are brick and mortar, and you know we can come together and even you know talk about um, you know how they maybe want to transform or think more digitally minded. And to to me, it's like like because I'm getting biased from a digital perspective, but I. I, I just think it, it does not hurt to think digitally. I think it's only provides more opportunities to, to grow your business. I, I totally agree with both statements that there are a lot of brick and mortar that aren't really thinking that way. They've been, especially people that have had their business for a while. It seems like if you came in more recently to the game, mm-hmm. it's just kind of inherently a part of it. At least, you know, that you needed and you have to do some things uh, digitally. But if you've had your shop 15, 20 years, it can be easy to be like, I don't know, like I just have a website, you know, it just yeah. says like our, it's got our picture and our hours. And even include, I would include social media in that as well. You know, that mm-hmm. like, that's definitely revenue generating. Yep. Um, and, and a lot of people aren't, either, I think either they're not utilizing it all or it's very underutilized. Um, where like a lot of people are still like on Instagram, just throwing up like hot pictures mm-hmm. with no real like call to action, yep. n- nothing really like enticing people. 
um, where, you know, I being not vain, really, maybe a little bit, um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, how many times do you have to stand in front of the mirror today for it to be vain? I mean, I'm only, it's like only 50, you know, but I just never, I never had this approach to it. Like, and I'm not a great photographer either, that it's going to be like the most amazing thing you ever saw. I'm just like putting out information, hoping that it elicits a response and it, seemed to work pretty well, especially mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Um, and, and, and I think there's a, there's a big opportunity for people that need that, who I think is a big opportunity for people who can provide that because of the amount of people that need it, whether they know they need it or not, right. the it's, verdict it's is still out. Like some people yeah. are starting to get it and they're like, pandemic hit it hard. I was like, oh man, I really need to do this. The interesting part is especially in the clubhouse rooms mm -hmm. that I've been a part of, they almost all revolve around that. And then some of the mastermind sessions that I've done, a lot of it has revolved around that. And it's like, there's a lot of people that want to, they, they're, they're keen to this. They're like, this is the thing. People offer this. People are making money doing this. I can do this and work for myself and not have to work the job that I hate. Or there's a lot of people that I've, like, they were in the, um, the fitness space, whether they were physical therapists or they were personal trainers or whatever. And, and they just lost a lot of revenue because people are scared to engage and work out. And like a lot of that stuff has to be one-on-one, -on -one, you know, but they were used to helping people. So they're starting to see this other opportunity. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. It's like, uh, as I said, it's like living on, you know, the same block as the dojo. You walk by, like, I know I should go. I know I should go. I know I should go. Um, and same thing with, I never know, had that problem. <laughs> yeah, you, you're like, I'm going, I'm going to live. Uh, My wife's right. like, you shouldn't go again today. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to backflip my way over. Tomorrow. I would, I would like hide packed bags, like at the wine store <laughs> and at Della that like, that like uh, had clean geese. So uh, I'd be like, Oh, like I was joking with this guy yesterday. I was like, Oh yeah, we need milk. Okay. Yeah. I'll be back in like an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's a, but yeah, going back to the yeah, it's the same thing. It's getting over that hump. What once you realize um, it, it's it's a liberty. It, it's like you just you know doing the stuff of the dojo just makes you a better person. It's better for civilization. Um, and same thing if the digital space, if you're open and you're coached and you learn about it, you actually are more liberated in, mm -hmm. in a way where you now have more options and you can become um, again, more independent. And it does give you actually a, a stronger sense of control, which people yeah. don't realize. Right. So are you basing this off of, and it could be a combination, is it feedback that you've gotten that people need this solution? Or is it, is it that you're just noticing that it's not happening and it's something you're aware of and have experience with or kind of a combination of- I, I'm just gonna, yeah, no, I think, so from personal experience, okay? So I have no training. I've never taken a business course in my life um in college like not like i have no background in in business like straight up from an academic perspective um i just kind of stumbled upon the stuff um on my own and i've really refined it in the last few years particularly last year to the pandemic i've really focused on it's like hitting the gym or hitting the dojo pretty hard and refining it um so a lot of this is, is self-taught is one and um and then two, in terms of the results, before before the pandemic, uh, my my businesses have been growing about twenty percent per year in general. And that and that again, and that I must be doing something right, you know. And then um, you know, due to the pandemic, um, you know, one of my businesses has been doing really well. The other one is, is doing okay, but um, but I feel the one that's doing okay is is will be better positioned um, definitely for the next school year. And definitely in terms of some of the results, like this week, I'll give you examples. I, I spoke to a, uh, a business owner in San Diego who is uh, from one of my tutoring companies. We do something called executive functioning coaching where we help um, adults who need help with organizational systems, finishing tasks. So a very successful young guy um, with a business in San Diego. He found us online, right? I spoke to a woman today from Maryland who's looking for a specific type of tutoring for her second grader. So to me, those are results like, you know, I, I, you know, they're finding us and, and, and I'm talking to these people. Um, and, uh, and, and, and inside from that, again, from my studies of doing, you know, what I've learned self-taught, 
I'm, I'm learning from people that also are uh, businesses that have blown up SEO people that are, you know, that are raking in a lot of money and very successful companies because they've mastered their black belts in SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just watching them, you know, what they're doing and explaining for free what they're doing. Um, you know, then it's not like a hidden gimmick or at all. They literally, right. you can, you can learn all this without spending a penny. It's not like the secret society that you have to enter. Um, it, this is all free information out there, which is, but it's, but yeah. it's grind, <laughs> but, but, but it's what? grind though like you have to work, you have oh, to work. I'm, not, I'm not saying you don't yeah. absolutely i've i've grinded my way through um but i've got at least i've gotten to the point where you know i i can share if this information so people can grind less you know yeah. they can focus on certain sure. things and grind through those moves versus trying to figure out which moves to, to focus on and the other people that I know that have entered into this arena and started to offer these services and actually like, you know, gotten clients, there's, there's two different kind of uh, services that people want. Some of it is just like a preliminary kind of coaching. I'll help you get set up. I'll teach you some of my tricks so that again, you're, you know, you're not starting all the way at the bottom. You don't feel completely yep. overwhelmed. We'll, we'll break through that like first uncomfortable layer together. And then like essentially the ship sails off. Versus there's other people that it's just like, they want everything done for them. They want, it's like, can you take care of this for me? So you, you know, I think it's important to kind of be able to, to offer both and have, have different rates and know what, especially your labor costs are going to be involved with the, the done for you version. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I want to just quickly talk about that. So, so for me personally, um, like 90, like almost close to hundred percent at everything I wanted to learn on my own. And, and to me, it's like, I had to get down right. and dirty. Um, and then once I learned like, let's say certain basic techniques and I understood it, I was then allowed to hand it off to someone else. And, and that's how I made a few mistakes for certain things. Like I'm like, ah, I don't want to learn it or whatever. And I handed it off. And, and, I, and I realized in retrospect, I, I really have to learn some of the basics. I don't need to go to a high level with everything, but at least if I know certain basics and I can, and I can hand it off to someone, um, I find in general, that's the best approach. Now, I know some people, they don't have the time and they're just like, yeah, just tell me what's up. I'll pay and do that. You can do that. But the pro that, but in the long run, it, it's again, you don't, it's, 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 Again, you're having the awareness of, of what they're doing and giving them feedback in the long run is the best way. And that's the hardest part because you have to really carve out some time, again, to, to know the basics. You don't have to become a black belt in this stuff. But if you do learn certain basics and understand it, in the long run, it will, will definitely help. Nice. Cool. One more break, and we're going to come back and wrap this puppy up. All right, everybody? So hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. 
on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. All right, last round. Let's make it our best. I'm kind of disappointed, Craig. You don't have props. You don't have cards this time. I was thinking about that. Yeah, that would have I been. Know. I was. I was. Dude, thinking last about... year he was like slipping. <laughs> we were... Our last interview was yeah. in studio. It wasn't Zoom. Yeah. You were actually. Yeah. I only did two or three more in-person interviews after yours, yeah, was... and then everything. Yeah. The last one I was supposed to do in person was March Friday, March 13th. Oh, wow. And yep. the night before, my guest my guest was in Vegas earlier that week. And the night before, he had gotten back and he was like, man, I don't feel good. And I was like, do not come in. <laughs> like, nobody knew yep. what was going yep. on. And like, yep. Manhattan was kind of like emptying out that day. I was like, this is kind of strange. And I did it. I went into the studio and just had four people call in. I kind of remember, yeah, yeah. We were, I think we were texting. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to go. And I'm going I'm to go. It. <laughs> it was so strange, but, but we pulled the, it the off. The next time we do it in person, I am for sure bringing right. props. I was thinking about that. I was thinking hard. hard. I promise next time we do it together. Not for nothing. I just got, oh, the other thing I did recently was I, I, I mentioned Frank Kern in one yeah. of those, those yep. rooms. Frank. Cause it came up a lot where people were like, and I, what I want to do in the last segment is a little surprise for you. Sure. Um, a lot of people say, I don't, I don't know how to sell this. I don't know how to sell myself. And I just keep saying, don't mm-hmm. just build relationships. Yep. Like just be yep. that super duper awesome person. Like really develop your, like, we've been hot lately on like, I think we talked about it last night, the, your three pillars, mm-hmm. your, your mission, you know, your mission statement, your, your value system, your culture, like, build your community off of that. Like just go, go hard, hard, hard to where people are just like, you know, that, that person's just so awesome. And this is what they do. And I kind of need it. Like I should, they're never pushy, you know, like you just got to be there marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, no, it's a huge there. point. It's authenticity, right? And, yeah. and and you're, I'm not a social media is not my forte, but they say social media it's all about authenticity. And I think um, no matter what business you have, it's not easy there's your authentic self, maybe who you are personally, and then business could be the same. Um, whatever it is, I think you need to somehow discover who you, who your authentic self is in the business realm. Um, and that's, that's who you are. And, and then once you find out who you are, that's what you offer to your customers. Yeah. And, and, and that's what sells. It's not, you don't want to take a product and then say, Hey, I'm going to try to sell it. It's not how it works. It's just, Hey, I'm going to be my authentic self. I'm here to help what's going on. I'll give you some advice, how it can help. And, you know, if you want to, if you want to move forward, move forward, you know, Um, that's, that's, that's the best way to do it. So great segue. Cause my little surprise for you is this, say you get your, this thing you talked to me about your offering together. Mm-hmm. How do you, you've done it with your, your other businesses. How, what's your, what are your first like three steps and marketing it to create the top of the funnel to get, to get, I keep talking about banana peels at the top of the <laughs> funnel. I just want to lay yeah. the, the top of the funnel with a bunch of banana peels and, and make it a soft funnel. So people just kind of yeah. sit there like, <laughs> that's, that's like, in my, <laughs> that I did in one of these masterminds and this guy from, yeah. I think he's from India. And he was like, that's beautiful. That's what we all want. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's what I was like. I, I thought I just made something up. He's like, no, but that's a good analogy. It's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So, so the target audience would, so who would the target audience be? I mean, just what are your, yeah. What are your first steps? You, you've got this offering. Yeah. You're going to market it digitally. Yeah. What do you do? So, you, so yeah, I just want to be sure I'm clear. So the audience, you're talking about people that want to get into the digital space, like, like no, brick and mortar people or you, my co- your yeah. customers, my you're, customers are helping the brick and mortar. Got it. Got it. What are your first like three steps in attracting them to you? Got it. So if, if I'm a brick and mortar company and I want to create a sales funnel and I want to bring people in, sorry, I just want to make sure I understand. No, no, okay. you Craig yeah. Selinger. Yes. 
have this offering to help brick and mortar Got it. create. Got How it. are you going to market your offering to the brick and mortar? Got it. Store? Got it. Sorry, I'm a little slow here. I just want to make sure I understand. Right. Um, so what I, know I, you I know you haven't trained in a while. And it's I'm, been, I'm, it's slow. It's embarrassing. I trained I train today. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, yeah. It's, that, when that day comes, it's going to be the most humbling experience of my life. Oh, I'm I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> Um, so what I would do, um, the sales funnel for those people, I would, again, I would say, uh, again, I'm, I didn't think about this, but in, in terms of, no, which is fine. I, I, I would start with what I mentioned before. I would help, um, them figure out their target, target audiences in terms of, um, traffic, why they would want to bring increased traffic to their website, try to convince them why they should and what, what who that audience is to bring traffic. And it but, may be something different than what they're selling. But how are you going to find those people? Oh, how am I going to find those people? Yeah. yeah. So if I had to find those people, um, the best way uh, would be, one, I would create a course. I would create an outline. Um, and then uh, somehow would have to market it to find those people. And then I would try to offer something for free where I would have them test me out in a small group um, where I would offer it absolutely for free. And then from there, uh, I would try to have them document their narrative, their story for where they started kind of before the course, their journey during the course, and then, and then, and then later to see how this course helped them and to seek to have actual, you know, video footage or whatever of how it helped, you know, improve their, their businesses. And in terms of outreach and finding them, um, it would be, uh, I would guess social media would be a really good way, try to tap into, uh, again, local uh, local people, um, whether it's, you know, listservs or email blasts um, and or again, or you find someone or businesses that are interested and you say, hey, listen, uh, use them as a uh, advocate for yourself. Say, you know, I, I know you have a business and maybe you have other businesses in mind that, you know, we can work, you know, create a community around this and and work together. So it's again, it's it's, it's finding what you can offer. Something that's new, offering really for free, um, and then two, trying to find your audience um, for for who can sign up. Um, again, make that leap, and again, people that are going to make that leap initially, um, you know, you really have to have it's 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 you know you want to convince them it's kind of risk free. Like, what do you got to lose? You're not paying any money. Try it. Um, so that's how I would kind of create a, a funnel for that. And where would like this, like the hypothetical course reside? I mean, would you have a website? So you would need a landing page, right? Right. So that, yeah. So, so in order, whatever you're offering, you need a landing page. Now a landing page can just be a, an additional page on your website. Doesn't mean you have to start a new website. So if you have a website, just create a separate landing page. Um, if you don't have a website, people realize you don't need, nowadays you don't need elaborate websites you could literally have a few pages and i think actually that's going to be the trend honestly is less pages the better at some point yeah um and and simplifying actually a lot of the information that's on on websites um it's going to be all about quality um but i would create a sales funnel where you have a page you would have to somehow again they would have to whether it's an ad something on a local listserv something that draws their attention it's going to get them motivated to a call to action um, because that's the biggest thing it's like you can't just you you have to it's called response marketing you have to elicit a response if you don't have responsive marketing people are not you don't expect them to respond so you have to motivate them to respond and then you got to get them on your landing page and your next step on your landing page is you have to get their contact information as soon as possible so then you again have to have a call to action you have to elicit response something to motivate them to get their information once you get their information from there through the sales funnel my goal is to reach out and speak to them as soon as possible and talk to them for free for how i can help and then from there again and that's the sales funnel so it's really how do i get them over to my 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 website how do i get their information and how do i make that human connection with them wonderful and again i mean how many times did we hear in jujitsu elicit a response like, yes, big time. Yes. You, 
you pull yes. to get a you pull to get a push you push to yep. get a pull like all those yep. things man that was good that was big, really good big time <laughs> it's it's that so, again it's 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 it sounds easy from an app, but it's not. Right, Dude, right. That subtlety of eliciting a response, and it's the same thing with direct uh, marketing. You, you, you have the expectation is if you're not trying to elicit a response, it's 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 a waste. Yeah, and and I like how you laid it out. Like it's not just one time. Like you do it at the top of the funnel. Multiple. You times. do it. You're like constantly doing it. So like the yes. whole time, like once yep. you get that engagement, yep. and and getting their information is key. And with that, I would like your information. Where can people find out about you or get in contact with you if they have questions, if they would absolutely. like some, some free information on this? Give us your information, Craig. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on LinkedIn uh, for Craig Selinger. That's one great way. You can also just reach out to me through either my companies. One is tembatutors.com. One is brooklynletters.com. But yeah, definitely hit me up on LinkedIn. That's probably the, the best way to get the conversation started. Awesome. Any email address that goes directly to you or? Um, you could do, yeah, I'll give you one of my business. You could AIG at tembatutors.com. So you got to do that. You got to do that again real quick. You broke up for a second. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So C-R-A-I-G, Craig, at Temba, which is T-H-E-M-B-A, tutors.com. I like how you paste that. Like people are actually writing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we got to wrap it up, man. Thank you. No, thank really, you. Was, really awesome, great. man. Really I can't awesome. wait to do it in, next time in, in person. We're going to do it in person. Space. We're going to have props. I'm yes. Like, I might gonna... dress up in costume. <laughs> I'm going to come in with a gi on and freak <laughs> you oh out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll be running the other way. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. The rest of you, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Everybody have an awesome weekend. Peace out. Have a great weekend. listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. 
Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.